Hi there, I'm Andy, a moon chasing, manifesting, wander lover, and feel good aficionado. Consider me your woo woo best friend. This show is a sacred space for ideas, concepts, and modalities that might be considered taboo, but that I personally find a great magic in. In these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? You guys, hello. I am just back from Tulum. I'm recording this on Sunday. You are, if you're listening the day this episode comes out, you are getting it on Thursday. And I'm feeling incredibly nostalgic as I sit down to record today about so much this experience that Tulum just offered to me and to the women in my community. And Honestly, I wasn't necessarily intending to record an episode talking all about the retreat. If you're wondering why I was in Tulum, if you missed that part, I just returned from the first Wee Wee retreat that I've had in quite some time. It was a long time coming. I planned this Tulum retreat back in 20, early 2019 to take place in early 2020. And so it's really like a two years in the making experience. And I'm feeling so grateful for the experience that I've had this last week. And I will tell you, being a retreat leader is not glamorous and it's not all necessarily fun. Yes, I get to enjoy the experiences and the beach, but it is a lot of holding space. And it's also the type of space I personally want to be holding. So I want to tell you a little bit about it. And then I'm really wanting to share some of the lessons from this last week with you. And I hope that as you move into this glorious summer ahead, you can take some of these lessons into the summer season and really activate the magic within you. So first, why retreats? Why am I even hosting retreats? What is it really about? And I'll start with this. Back in 2017, I remember I was standing on a stage speaking for a corporate event in Nashville. I was fairly new to living in Nashville around that time. And I opened with something I had never shared before. I'd spoken at a lot of events for both clients of mine and folks that I had met through clients and just being invited to share lessons on strategy and marketing and working with passions and working with Gen Z and millennials, lots of different topics I'd been invited to talk about over time. And this particular topic that I was going to be speaking on was a marketing conversation. And I opened with this. I said, my mission is to inspire worth and confidence 
and women through holistic living, mystical practices, and experiential travel. That mission was channeled moments before I took the stage on that particular day. And as those words flowed, I remember writing them on paper first, right as I was getting ready to go on stage and give this talk about marketing. Those words flowed, and I felt that I needed to let this crowd know this mission, even though they were expecting to hear about marketing, and they did hear about marketing, but I wanted them to know where my soul and my heart was and how I approach marketing from a place of inspiring worth and confidence. As I made that declaration that day, I could see my purpose with a different level of clarity. It didn't mean that I wouldn't still give talks on marketing or work with clients on marketing or working with passions or recruiting and hiring millennials and Gen Z. It didn't mean any of that. It meant that when I approached those topics, I would always be doing so with an understanding that for businesses to be successful, and my belief, treating people in a way that gives them an opportunity to feel their own value, to feel confident in what they're doing, and to give people on teams, especially at work, since that's what I was doing a lot of, give people an opportunity to develop personally. And for me, that meant holistic living and mystical practices and experiential travel. That was really important for me to show companies a way to intertwine that into the regular work that companies often do to develop their teams. I know that might be kind of hard to connect the dots, but stay with me because for me, I truly believe that the best companies, the ones that are going to be the leaders in this new age, will give their people an opportunity to develop worth and confidence, and they will do so through these types of practices. It's all the things that I really feel like we should have had an opportunity to learn when we were young, when we were in school. Many of my big life lessons have come from those experiences, learning how to take care of myself from a holistic point of view. Obviously, you're here because I'm into the woo. So many of my life lessons have come from mystical practices. But wouldn't it be interesting if more companies took a look at these modalities when they were putting together teams and when they were putting together trainings for teams and trainings for people? I just think it would be incredible. And I've got all sorts of research on companies that are doing this and how things work for those types of companies in a way that really benefits the company culture. In my company, it's completely normal for us to reference our human design charts, our astrology charts. We make it fun also, but it tells us a lot about each other. Of course, I am the host of this podcast and I have 
a blog and resource center in WeWe that is all about lunar rituals and astrology and human design and tarot. So for us to do that at my company, it's perhaps not so strange, but I've found that there are other companies that are interested in facilitating at least a teeny bit of woo into their culture. And a good example would be there's an influencer marketing company. It's called Clever. And they share their philosophy in early interviews. They call it office astrology. While they still review traditional resumes and cover letters in the screening process, they also request the information needed to run birth charts. And the reason they do that is to include office astrology language in their coaching system and in their day-to-day conversations and feedback. The idea is to interpret how the astrological personality traits influence each employee's communication style. And the goal is to create the most efficient and positive workplace environment. I, for one, am a massive fan of hearing something like that, of learning about something like that. In regards to meditation, of course, meditation in the last decade has become big business. Prominent Fortune 500 companies like Procter & Gamble, General Mills, even Google, with good reason, offer free meditation programs. And their goal is to reduce stress and increase productivity. The beauty of meditation is that it doesn't require anything that you don't already have available at a moment's notice. There's nowhere to go, no supplies to gather up, and you're not losing anything by taking the time to create stillness during moments of chaos at work. Workplace stress impacts way more than just efficiencies and turnover and general employee happiness. There's research out there, lots of it, that shows that health issues can arise from job stress, from workplace stress, and meditation is a really easy way to make a small dent in the mindset of the people in the workplace for your company. So with all of that said, I mentioned we were going to talk about Tulum, but I really wanted to go back to where this began for me. Most of you know about my story of leaving my corporate job. I'm not going to go over that again. I am certainly willing to chat about it with anyone at any time. But when I left my corporate job, I was happy in my job. I absolutely adored the company I was working for. I still do. I still consult with that company. And I absolutely love everyone on the team, the leadership team, and the greater team there in that company. But I knew there was more for me. And when I look at my human design chart and my astrology chart now, I can see it written all over my chart, things that I wish I had known back then that I had not yet uncovered about myself, which is why I'm so excited for you that you're here listening to this podcast because you have an opportunity to dive into these things now. So for me, I'm starting to uncover back then all of these things about myself, these these really written in my chart purposes and passions that I needed to tap into. And I found myself on that path when I took that first big trip. 
I made a move to Spain. I was there. I got there at the beginning of the summer. I was there through almost the end of the year, that particular year. And everything in my life was rewritten during that time. Everything. I ended relationships that needed to be ended, which was incredibly difficult. I am at my core very much a people pleaser. I grew up that way, a super achiever, wanting to be acknowledged for making people happy, for doing the right thing, and making decisions to leave relationships, to leave a job, to start something new when I wasn't even really, I wasn't even sure what I was going to do next. And in addition to that, I didn't have the confidence. I was completely in my mind, unworthy of some of the things that I saw other people doing that I was interested in getting into. And that took me a long time to work through, a really long time to work through. And it's a constant practice. So that big trip living in Spain was the start of my journey into traveling with the intention of finding a deeper connection to self. And so that brings me full circle. That brings me back to Tulum. So why do I host retreats in my company? Why do I have retreats as an offering? We do a lot of other things in my company. If you're not familiar with how my company works in full, which I don't think I've really broken it down, and maybe maybe this would be a whole episode to share on its own. But in my company... There's a lot of different income streams. I work as a consultant for corporations. I still do that work in which I am able to tap into bigger businesses and help to shape the communication and creative strategies within their business. And I get to do that with an understanding that I have a mission and a vision to support people in finding their worth and finding their confidence. So I find that that means I'm often helping companies to shape what their teams even look like, helping them to find the right team members, because I want companies to have these cultures that allow growth in people, that allow people to plug in in the right place into the right roles that are supportive to who they are. And then I get to work on creative strategies, which means I get to connect in and support companies in a way that helps them to narrate the story of their business. And I get to make a decision that the companies that I work with are going to be companies that are conscious and are doing things in a conscious way. So that's one big part of my business. Then I have WeWe, my blog. And it is a revenue-driving entity. We make money on the blog in quite a few different ways, and I won't get into all of that today. But that is a beautiful part of my business because it's truly comes from my soul. And I've cultivated a team of writers on that site. They are the writers that I would want to learn from, that I do learn from. And while that blog was originally my personal journal, as I was evolving it and really looking at how I could turn this into a media company, I wanted to bring in voices that were the voices that would have educated me back in the day when I was having my own awakening experience. 
So that's another income stream for my business, my blog. And then I have my courses and programs, which you all know about. Sea Changers is my women's empowerment community for soul-led women in business. And we have quite a few different programs within that community. And then Colt Laloon is my Art of Lunar Living course. It is a course around lunar rituals designed to support cleansing and manifestation. And really, it's a course in self-love. It's exactly the course that I wish I had had when I was finding my way into these practices. We practice five acts of self-love every day. We practice meditation. We practice breath work. We practice movement, journaling, and a ritual. And typically, we have a ritual of the week in which we're working on that particular component. It's sometimes something like building a moon altar, or sometimes it's taking a Venus bath in which we're really cultivating a deep sense of love and, and care for the body. So there's lots of different ways we we work those rituals into the week. So that's another revenue stream. And then I have products like my books. I'm working on another one right now. And that is a pure expression of creativity for me that I absolutely love. I have partnerships with brands and businesses to teach different workshops and things of that sort. And then the retreats. So the retreats are truly on the scale of what makes me the most money in my business. The retreats are really low on the list. They're not something that actually generates a lot of revenue in my business, but they're really special. They're so special. And they are the epitome of that mission. So we come together on these retreats and in Tulum this past week, and we have this opportunity to connect through mantra, through meditation, through breath work, through mindset, through journaling, ceremony, ritual, nourishing meals, exploration, community, friendship, laughter. On this particular retreat, almost every day at every meal, someone was saying that they hadn't laughed so hard as they were in the moment, in these moments at the retreat in years, or they were laughing so hard they were crying. And that's all a part of it too. That is, that laughter element is so soul cleansing. It's so good for us. So on the Tulum retreat, the flow of our days was pretty much like this. We started in the morning with about a half an hour or 45 minute Kundalini class. So I've been training this year to become certified as a Kundalini yoga instructor. And it was my first opportunity to teach classes, daily classes to live human beings, not on Zoom. So that for me was incredibly special. And then in those classes, we were practicing mantra work. Okay. So as your woo-woo best friend, if you're like, what does that even mean? Mantra work. It's basically chanting. And if that feels incredibly woo, where you're like, I don't even know if I want to 
think about what sitting in a circle of women chanting would be like. I would feel uncomfortable. I don't have a good singing voice. Like, what does that feel like? What I can tell you is sitting with others. When you're in a moment of deep reverence to yourself, to Mother Earth, to Father Sky, to the sun, to the moon, to your body, your mind, and your soul, and you're calling on the energy of your chakra system and all of your 10 bodies, the human body that you live in, plus your auric field and beyond. When you're chanting, when you're hearing music and calling on the energy of these ancient chants, these ancient mantras, there's this merger of your soul, your aura, your love, the love of the universe, and that of each person in the circle with you. I definitely recall the first time I was in that experience, and I was nervous. I wondered, what if I sing the wrong words? What if I'm off, off pitch or my tone is wrong? There's a healing in the sonic formula of these ancient rhythms and sounds that make up these mantras. And there's a complete journey of a waking up to something greater as we work that music through our bodies. We open up each chakra. And if you can imagine that your chakras are like a satellite dish. We have chakras moving all through our body. But we typically talk about the seven chakras running from the crown of our head down to the root of our body. And if you can imagine your chakras are like a satellite dish and they're opening up to receive information and project information. And as we chant, we're able to inspire those satellite dishes to open up a bit wider. There's a lot of beauty that starts to occur and that. So if that all sounds a little crazy to you, I encourage you to, to give it a try. And you can start with just playing mantra music in your home. I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, a gong that I like to sleep to. I've had a lot of messages about that gong that I sleep to. It's the wish fulfilling gong by White Sun. I'll leave it in the show notes. And then there's a lot of different mantra music that I really enjoy just listening to throughout the day. Listening to that mantra music, it all has a different effect. Some of it's for prosperity. Some of it's for healing. Some of it's for creativity. Some of it's for sexual energy. There's all sorts of reason and all sorts of different styles of mantra music and so many different ways you can use it in your day-to-day life. So back to the retreat schedule. So mantra and meditation in the morning, breath work, really working on mindset before we even started the day. Then every day included lots of time for exploration, that experiential travel piece that's so important to me. I wanted to share that. We were in the middle of Tulum Beach where we were staying at Casa Violeta, which I highly recommend. 
And so the women on the retreat could go out and explore, go out and have a spa service or have one at Casa Violeta. They could go out and take another yoga class if there was something else they preferred or just go shopping and consider how they adorn their body and beautiful fabrics and jewelry that perhaps they don't have access to at home. We had lots of beach time. We took adventures, explorations out to the cenotes, to the Tulum ruins. The cenotes are incredibly healing. The waters are so beautiful, so crystal clear. And I shared over on my Instagram reels a video of each woman on the retreat taking a running jump leap plunge into the cenote. It's kind of like jumping off the cliff and you've got this beautiful crystal clear water to catch you. And we did that the same day as the full moon. We had a full moon circle that evening, which you might've been a part of. It was my first full moon circle that I had a live group of people with me and 300 people had signed up on Zoom and we had a big group live on Zoom. So it was a little wild for me pulling that all together and so special. But I talked about it that night of the full moon, this energy of cancer season, this beautiful summer season, and taking that running leap out into the ether and then landing in the beautiful crystal water below the waters of summer and allowing that water to really nurture your soul, to nourish you, and to give you what you need. And I hope for the women on the retreat, actually I know for the women on the retreat, as they went running and leaping off the cliff into the cenote, they would scream with happiness and then land in the water and just feel it all. And it was so special to see. And I hope that whatever you have going on this summer, you can feel some of that running and leaping into the ether and splashing into the crystal clear water below and being held up by the nourishment of the waters. Spirit is represented by water. Spirit is connected to water. So just imagine as you're taking big leaps and splashing down into the water below that you've got all of this beautiful spirit, your ancestors, those who've gone before you, you've got them, they are catching you and helping you to swim in the right direction. We went and saw the Mayan ruins, an incredibly special place to consider those ancestors, the owners of that land that we were visiting, the keepers of the land that we were visiting. And then we practiced ceremony and ritual. We had women's circles each evening, which involved connection through meditation and mantra and journaling and sharing, making declarations as we beam into the future. We had a cacao ceremony with a shaman and her beautiful musician sister in which we had an opportunity to connect deeply to our own ancestors, to the earth, through the cacao, through the blessings that were offered to us from the shaman. And then, of course, we had the full moon 
ceremony, which I have every single month in which we were able to honor those lunar energetics and consider what we're manifesting during this time period. And between all of that, in the retreat, there were so many opportunities, whether it was while we were together on the beach during the day or while we were together swimming in the cenotes or having meals together, to get really vulnerable, to tell our stories. I was having a conversation on the beach. I think it was the last day or the day before. And I was mentioning to one of the women on the retreat that I'm someone who doesn't really like small talk. And she said, no, me neither. I like to ask people right away, what's your trauma? And I very much do too. And maybe we don't say it exactly like that. But I want to know where people have been because we all have stories. Something I learned early on in my personal development, my soul and spiritual awakening journey, is that we all have stories. I remember being in my early 20s. I was in the Poconos in the mountains at a personal personal development workshop. Really, it wasn't a retreat. It was more of a workshop. And I was the youngest person there by far. Everyone there was a CEO or a COO or owned a business. And for those that know my story, I was a senior executive at a really young age. And so I was there with these folks who had had much more time in the world and certainly in the corporate world than I had. And we were retracing our family trees to identify trauma in order to identify patterns that perhaps we were holding personally. The intention in that was to identify those stories and experiences of our direct relatives and to look at our own lives to see where we were plugging right into those same patterns so that we could break out of those patterns. So that's always been something that's been on my mind is that we all have stories And when we have an opportunity to really connect with others, and if we're open to doing so, and if we're open to sharing our own vulnerabilities, we can heal and support the healing of others just through sharing stories. For all of my programs, whether it's my Lunar Living Circles and courses, or Sea Changers, my Soul Led, women in business community. I don't believe that we can activate our lives at the highest level if we don't address the shadow, if we don't address the stories. And so on the retreat, we certainly spent quite some time each day in organic conversation, working through our stuff with each other. So as I returned home, Last night, I really wanted to reflect on what the retreat had offered to me, on what I'd seen each of the women around me experiencing. And I shared this, what I'm going to share with you next, on the night of the full moon. And I want to share it with you now and encourage you to really tap in 
to yourself. Whether you consider it the divine feminine or masculine, whatever it might be, it's the divine you. I encourage you this summer to embody and activate the divine you. As we move into this summer, now is the time to stand sovereignly in your innate power. It's time to tune in consciously as the highest version of you. So how do you do that? How do you even begin to tune in consciously? These practices that I'm sharing with you, meditation, mantra, breathwork, that's one way. Journaling, another way. Another way is just making time each day to stop and check in with yourself. Check in with your body. Ask yourself, is what I'm doing now serving me? And I recognize that for many of us, we have to do things throughout the day that we don't love doing. But is it serving you and moving towards your highest calling? And you know what? Sometimes working at a day job that you don't really love is serving you because you're working in that job to make money, to pursue a passion you really love, or to have a home that you can feel creative in, or to create a space for your family. As we move into the summer, now is the time to express your desires with clear declaration. I am someone who took way too long to learn about expressing your desires with clear declaration. I mentioned that people-pleasing, super-achieving, and so I often allowed the desires of those around me to be what I worked towards. Also in human design, I have an open head, so if you know what that means, it means I'm easily influenced to take on others' opinions. I have to be really mindful of that, that my desires or what I think are my desires are not actually the desires of those people I spend the most time with. So check in with yourself. What are your desires? And doing this work, the meditation, the mantra, the breath, the journaling, the ritual, I now, because I can see it on paper when I devote time to it, I'm super clear on what my desires are, what my intentions are. Are I do this work month over month over month. And so if I start to take on somebody else's stuff from a desire standpoint, it just takes me looking back at my journal and going, oh, wait, this is what I actually desire. Now, that doesn't mean you can't align your desires with the people you love and care about. You absolutely can. Ben and I have quite a few desires that we're completely aligned on where we've had to each make some shifts. We've had to each honor one another to be on a path towards a collective desire that works for both of us. And that's just having a good relationship. That's how relationships work. This summer is also a time to show up how you are meant to live, being who you are meant to be. And maybe for you, that means you start to give yourself little gifts 
that will start to shift your life in little ways so that you can take steps onto new paths to be the person you truly are meant to be. For me, I'm finding that every day I'm coming further home into myself. After a week in Tulum, I'm feeling incredibly grounded into myself, into my divine feminine, into my divine self. And I personally cannot wait to travel this way again, to honor my mission of inspiring confidence and worth, and to do so through these holistic practices, through these mystical ways of being and experiential travel. So I'll be sharing the next retreat date super soon because on the last day on the beach, we all there together said, okay, this has been transformational, life-changing, amazing, beautiful. We've made friendships that will last a lifetime. And nobody wants to wait to do this again a whole year. I do have a retreat planned for next spring in Bali. I'm hoping that will happen. We'll see with the restrictions for travel, how that goes. So in addition to that, I'll be announcing super soon a fall retreat that will be will be somewhere a little less far, depending on where you're located. If you're in Australia, Bali would be great for you. If you're in Bali, Bali would be great for you. But if you're in the US or Canada, which I know a lot of you are, we've got another retreat coming this fall. So yeah, if you're interested, you'll have an opportunity to explore all of this good stuff that I've talked about. I promise you if this stuff I've talked about is new to you, my intention is to always keep my offerings incredibly accessible. So whether you're a beginner or you've been chanting and doing kundalini yoga for a decade of your life, my space is for you. This podcast is for you. My programs are for you. My retreats are for you. So with that said, I think that's it for today. I have some great guests that I'll be recording with this week. I have Jesse Mae Wolf of HeartRise Movement, who you all know from my Clubhouse Wednesdays, Truth and Curiosity, The Art of Finding Your Path. Jesse and I gather together each week on Clubhouse with a small group and just, just talk about what's going on in our truth and on our paths and what we're curious about. And Jesse and I also host the Soul Shine experience together each month. We've been doing Soul Shine the last couple of months. We have another one coming up in July. So be on the lookout for that. And Jesse and I will be recording an episode together. I'm so excited to interview Jesse about Heart Rise, the movement that she's created, and the work that she does. Lastly, I want to mention. Our enrollment is open for the Sea Changers community. If that's something you're interested in, we'd love to have you. We gather monthly. 
We gather the first Thursday of every month. So as this episode comes out, we have our gathering today, our women's circle today, and we have an entire library of recorded workshops. And it's a really inexpensive price point if it's something you're interested in joining. We have a Telegram group, which is kind of like a WhatsApp or an Instagram DM group as well, in which all of the women in the community are supporting each other with all sorts of awesome things every month, month over month. So if you're interested in that, I'd love to have you join us in Sea Changers. We have the one-year anniversary coming up this month of Colt Laloon, my Art of Lunar Living course, and I'm doing a VIP upgrade, which is all around manifestation with the moon, using the cosmic energies to manifest. So in Colt Laloon, we have two Zoom moon circles, one for the new moon, one for the full moon. And then every week we have an Instagram live in which I teach new practices around aligning your energetics to that of the moon. And there are these beautiful self-love practices, breathwork, meditation, et cetera. For this month, the VIP upgrade includes a group coaching session on using the lunar energetics to support what you're calling in to support your manifestations. So if you want to get into that, that's going to start mid-July with the July new moon. And you can get that on my website, weewegirl.com. Go to the resources. Hmm, Is that right? Where do you go? You're going to go to weewegirl.com. And then you're going to go to, let me tell you exactly where to go. Okay. So to get Colt Laloon, you're going to go to shop and it's the first drop down under shop. And then for Sea Changers, it's the second drop down. So Colt Laloon or Sea Changers. And then under the resource page, that's where the gatherings, like the free full moon circle, some journaling exercises, et cetera. That's where you'll find that stuff. If you've loved this episode, this brief conversation about how I'm feeling after Tulum, my mission, and why I'm why I'm making this a part of my work, I'd love for you to share the episode. When you share on social media, it means the world to us. It helps us grow. It helps more eyes get on our show. And we are still a we're still a baby show. I think this is like episode 20. Is this episode 20? It's like right around that. So when you share, it helps us to grow and we appreciate it so, so much. You can follow the show page at your woo woo BFF. My Instagram, as you all know by now, is wee wee girl. And with that, we're complete for today. We are complete. If the idea of coming on a future retreat is resonating with you, shoot us an email or a DM and we will get you the save the date information for the one that's coming up for the fall or for Bali in the spring. We actually have New Orleans on the calendar for spring too. So we've got some good stuff in the works. Okay. I love hearing from you. With that, I will see you back here with an interview next week. Have a beautiful one, my friends. Much love.